You're listening to the Inner Shift Podcast, wisdom teachings to inspire and awaken. I'm Emily Perry, and welcome to the show. Aloha, welcome back to this episode of the Inner Shift Podcast. I am your host, Emily Perry. I'm so glad you're here. In today's episode, we'll be going over how your purpose is tied to your healing. But before we do that, I just want to mention something I have coming up that I wanted to invite you to. It's called Pathway to Purpose Live, and it's a purpose breakthrough weekend. I'm hosting it here in California in October the 20th and the 21st of 2018, and I would love it if you could join me. Um, we'll finally get to the root of what's holding you back and really help you unleash your purpose in your life. You can head to pathwaytopurpose.live or pathwaytopurposelive.com and you'll find all kinds of information there. I'm giving away a few scholarship tickets and so the sooner you you join in, um, the sooner that we know that we can hold a spot for you because we have limited number of seats. So I hope to see you for that. Um, And then before we get started, I also wanted to um, just mention that we'll be covering some of the material that I have in a new free download on my website. You can head to emilyperryyoga.com slash blueprint and download this free guide. It's the three keys to helping you unlock your purpose. We'll be diving into one of those keys right now. So you can head over there, download it, open it up, and then we'll get started. So the first thing I wanted to talk about in terms of unlocking your purpose and um, healing is that healing the wounds that keep us from growing and evolving are going to help us tap into our purpose. So if you have relationships that you feel like you need to heal or just aren't as vibrant as you want them to be, or if you feel like you have a career that's stagnant, if you feel like there you are two steps behind where you, you really want to be in terms of your health, this podcast episode is totally for you because I'm going to be diving into um, this idea of forgiving and releasing the, the first key I mentioned in that blueprint and how it relates to unlocking your purpose. So one way that you can visualize the way in which our wounding can inhibit our growth and our evolution is that you can imagine like these wound as, wounds as a, um, a bank vault door. So they're a barrier between where you are now and where you want to be. Like we want to be in the vault with all the beautiful riches of our life and the full complete picture of who we are. But some part of us is separated. Some part of us is cordoned off. Some part of us is kind of boxed away and we're not connected. When we heal wounds that are... um, underlying some of the things that are happening in our life when we do this work we tear off that vault door we don't only just like find the password and the key but we just remove the barrier completely and you'll find that you'll have a sense of integration and wholeness and vibrancy that returns to your life um, to your relationships to the work that you do to your career to your health Um, and so I'm really committed to doing this work um, first because we can't really stand in our purpose what we call our dharma in the yoga tradition, we can't really stand in that place if we have unfinished work to do within ourselves. And you'll see why in a moment. But um, because as I'll talk about, you know, the wounds sort of drive the show. And so you won't really be heading in the direction that you want to really be heading in if you haven't done some of this work. So today I'm going to talk about how you can begin to take the first few steps towards healing and why I feel like it's so important. And 
in the tradition and in you know yogic psychology but also in the in like Jungian psychology they often say that our woundedness it wants to be seen and it wants to be healed um and our wounds will in fact you know drive the show so to speak until this happens and you can see a lot of situations like this now in the media where wounds shadow parts of people if they are suppressed enough they will they will find a way out and find a way to be seen and often it's not in a healthy expression our wounds can often appear as unmet needs and they they drive our behavior and our thought patterns subconsciously and so they can appear as habits that are counterproductive and sometimes destructive um And they can act as blinders. So we don't even really see like what's happening around us. We don't really see opportunity and we don't see possibility. And this is one of the big ones for me that I find with people because if a lot of our wounds create patterns in us because we are compensating, we don't see our patterns we're blind to those patterns. So we're blind to the patterns, we're blind to the wounds. And so we need to find a way to kind of drop some of that, those those blinders, so to speak, take off the sunglasses, you know, and, and really see. And so that's how we can start to really start to make these really big shifts, these really big changes is by by getting to those core, those core wounds underneath, getting to those habitual patterns that we don't see, allowing them to to see the light of day. Part of my commitment to supporting people in living awake and in their purpose is for them to see the possibilities for them to, you know, stand in purpose and possibility. And I just feel like it's really hard to do that if we're being held back by these old cords of energy because old wounds, they act as like these energy vampires. They can feel like energy drains. They act as unmet needs. Um, They show up as old stories but we create habits, we create patterns in our lives around unmet needs. And so finding a healthier way to meet those needs is part of our work, right, as we evolve and grow. So how do I tap into my purpose if it's beyond my field of immediate view? And if I'm being held back by the past, like, how do I do that? How do we heal the wounds that are creating these habits and patterns and stories? (laughs) And I find that there are so many paths to healing. I mean, there's, I mean, many, many, many. I'm going to give you a few ideas here. I would also love to hear from your experience. Um, and you can just post, um, if you go to our show notes page, the podcast page, you're welcome to leave notes in that episode. Or if you just go to Instagram, you can tag us in your Insta story. Um, so in Insta stories, you can hashtag shift 31 and tell us like how you do some of your own healing work. I'm going to give you some ideas here. So the first one is one of my favorites, which I mention all the time. I mention it in the blueprint as well, Ho'oponopono, which is a practice from the Hawaiian tradition. It's really one of my favorites because it's, it's almost like you don't even have to do a lot of the work. You just have to just do the mantra, just do the chant, just go through, just do the practice and it, the healing happens. Like that's it. So, um, I have a version on YouTube, which I'll link to again in the show notes. You can check that out. You can chant and practice along with me. And that's, I find, a really potent, potent practice. Another potent practice I love to work with is examining triggers. 
So often what's hidden beneath our triggers are shadow aspects of ourselves that need to be healed or looked at or brought to the surface. Those shadowy aspects of ourselves are often tied to core wounds, right? And so the saying is that the shadow wants to be healed. And so it will keep pushing you into these situations or triggering you or pushing your buttons until you see whatever it is that needs to be healed. Until you look at the situation in your life that feels really edgy and triggers you. Um, And those are the places that we usually have some of those core wounding um, items, so to speak, that need to be looked at. Um, So one way to do this I found to be really powerful is to take a situation and flip the script. So like, for example, if I'm driving with someone and they're being really judgmental about other drivers, and that's really triggering me, I can say to myself, okay, how am I being really judgmental? How am I judging myself? How am I um, judging other people? Um, what in me that I'm not satisfied with or how am I showing up in a way that I'm not satisfied with that I I feel like I'm judging myself around, I'm kind of maybe ashamed of or um, feeling disharmony around, Um, how am I taking that disharmony and then projecting it onto other people, right? So what am I projecting about how I'm showing up onto other people? I mean, that's the heart of it, right? Um, And so that can be a really powerful way to do some of that work and you can start with really simple triggers like traffic (laughs) just one we experience a lot here in california where i currently live so um so that's something to look at like how can i flip the script change the story of a triggering moment and see how am i showing up in that way what me wants to be seen and maybe i can have more compassion for the situation as well And then another one I love to do is a visualization. I call this visualize a shift. This is um, one of my favorite ways for shifting the way I experience certain triggers and things that I might feel like are like a wound that needs to be seen. Um, So I begin quietly and visualize a situation that I have a a wound around and that I have a trigger around. And um, one of my favorite stories to to share with my students around this is um, around a student's experience, actually. So she, I had a student who, and this is a common trigger for a lot of people, finances and money. And she had a lot of, of debt, of credit card debt. And so she would have a panic attack pretty much every day. She would go to the mailbox to check her mail because she was afraid of the bills that were going to show up in her mailbox. Like she had no idea what was going to be there. And it was very, and, and because she wasn't dealing with it, it became like this wound and this, this big trigger. And so, um, she created a shift by doing a visualization. She would start by doing a meditation visualization where she was standing in a, in a way that she felt powerful she was visualizing herself in this state of power and abundance and how it would feel in her body to have more than enough money to cover all of her expenses, um, to have more than enough to do to live the life that she wanted to live and do the work that she wanted to do. Um, so she had to really embed that physiology, right? Like, how does that feel? How does her heart feel? Um how does her breath feel in her body? What's, what are her shoulders doing? 
you know, like really feeling into it physically and the physicality of the body. And then um, she felt into that physiology. And then she visualized herself in that physiology. She felt it into her body. And then she visualized herself going to the mailbox as that person in that physiology, in that experience with that nervous system and, and opening the mailbox and, and seeing what was inside and opening the mail and just allowing herself to, from that place of power, knowing that she could handle whatever was there, right, just show up. Um, now, this might be like an extreme example for you, but we often do um, set ourselves up into habits and patterns that um, are in fact like recreating wounds for ourselves over and over and over again in an effort to maybe heal it or understand it or let it be seen. But it's almost like we're re-wounding ourselves kind of constantly instead of really going back and doing some of that that core work. Um, in some ways, it's, it's, it feels like it's self-sabotaging, right? Which I've talked about, I think, here before. But allowing our, our, ourselves to stop subconsciously punishing ourselves because we don't feel like we're worthy to have the life that we want to have or, or all the different reasons why we feel like we're not worthy. Um, instead of doing that, making that shift, right? Standing in your place of power, knowing that you are worthy, and obviously there is some deeper wounding underneath this situation, this story as I'm explaining it. I often recommend people go to Byron Katie. She has work that she calls The Work. I'll link to that again in the show notes and you can dive into that um, and really uncover some of that, the other wounding. And of course, this is a great place you can work with a qualified therapist with. And I'll share a link to my favorite person below. There are some other tools out there, such as EFT, which is emotional freedom technique or tapping, um, yoga practice, you know, as a yoga teacher, like I see every day the power of yoga and how just getting into our physiology and the and um, training our mind and how that can just unravel and dissolve away patterns in old wounds. Breath work that we do in yoga, like pranayama, especially alternate nostril breathing, which I'll link to in the show notes, it can help repattern your nervous system. So if you're really interested in some of this work, you know, how do I stand in my purpose? How do I uncover some of these old patterns or just start to unravel them a little bit so I can start to reveal that purpose that lies within? Um, I would love it if you would join us for Pathway to Purpose Live in October, October 20th and 21st, 2018, California. You can head to pathwaytopurpose.com or excuse me. You can head to pathwaytopurposelive.com or pathwaytopurpose.live, L-I-V-E, and you'll get information there about claiming your ticket. Again, I only have so many seats available for this, and so I'd really love it if you could join us. So thank you so much for being here, for um, sharing this moment with me. I'd love to hear, of course, about your experience and where you want to be heading in 2018 and 2019, all the years to come. Go ahead and tag me on Instagram at Emily Perry Yoga, hashtag you know, Inner Shift Podcast, um, and I would love to to hear from you. You can also just direct message me on Instagram too, and I'd love to connect with you in that way. So take care, be well, and I'll see you soon. <laughs>